0: Hello everyone, before we get today's episode going, I have some fun news to share with you guys. We have, are you ready for this? Brand new merch! If you have an opportunity to check out the merch shop at pmap.creator-spring.com, you would see that there is a wide range of amazing stuff done by some outstanding artists, such as the retro design done by Roya Shahidi, the wonderful human designs done by Elgis Grandpa and My Emerald Tears, and, of course, the wonderful Mr. Moneybags design done by the wonderful Tipsy J. Hearts. Well, now... You can have a whole new meaning to streetwear with this wonderful new spray painted Mr. Moneybags design done by Drags. Inspired by the shirt that he draws for his persona, I saw that shirt and I instantly thought I need to have a Moneybags version of it. So I made sure to commission Drags to make this a reality and he knocked it out of the park. Available in t shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, even pennants, which is a new one for me. That's, that's, That's interesting. You can find many different ways to rep this incredible design today. We even have a fun little snapback version of it that you should be repping on top of your head today. Seriously, Drags knocked it out of the park with this design. And I think that it will be a wonderful addition to your clothing collection today. So please go to pmapcreator springcom so you can order your new merch today. welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wanting the world over the platform they deserve. I'm your host, Nathan Raglan, and for today's episode, we have a guest that truly has some character. Or several, actually, like a lot of characters. Today's guest is Jay Fawn, a character designer and concept artist with a strong love for science fiction, fantasy, and animals. Jay is someone that has been showing a lot of love and support for the podcast, and seeing their art and characters and how stunning it all was, I knew I needed to have them on the podcast sooner rather than later. I think it was a lovely conversation that I think you're going to absolutely enjoy. If you do enjoy Jay, make sure you support them with the links down in the description below. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff, and I absolutely love it. If you want to go a little bit further with that support, maybe you should consider joining the Patreon at patreon.com pmap. For as little as $1 a month, you can get incredible behind-the-scenes access to works in progress and stuff like thumbnails or whatnot. Get early access to episodes, bonus content as well, and so much more. And hey, look, if all you're trying to do is find an incredible community to where you can meet some incredible artists, show off some of your work, and just have a good time all together, maybe you should consider joining our Discord server, The Artist Sanctuary. We've already developed a fun little community that is filled with incredible people, funny memes, incredible artwork, and so much more, and we think you would be a wonderful addition to that group today. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing pretty good. good. I finally got to do some self-care stuff today that I've been holding on on. Yeah, it was very nice.
0: Good, you deserve it more than anything else. That is awesome to hear more than anything else.
1: Thanks, and you the same Self care is very good for everybody.
0: <laughs> are you kidding me? These podcast interviews are essentially my self care at this point. It it's allows me to have my little escape, get to like know someone else like a little bit better. Just ha- just get lost in discussion. That this is my self care yeah. right here. So
1: that's that's very nice. That's very nice. Yeah,
0: that's why that that's part of the reason why I wanted to make sure to have you on at some point because for God's sake,s the love and support you've shown for me, what you know here and there, <laughs> whatnot, I appreciate it, and I wanted to more or less give that back to you. So.
1: Thanks. It's just, I, I saw what you were doing and it's just like, there needs to be more people out there supporting small artists, especially since a lot of the website algorithms nowadays are just so unfriendly. Mm. And it was, it's just mind boggling how many amazing artists I would see on here that have such unique styles and unique designs and like their like retweet or reblog or like ratio is just like under 10. It's just like, how is nobody seeing this? Oh, I mean, like, like ridiculous. The, the, it,
0: it's not only just like the retweet or reblog one, like even the viewership alone, like there are some episodes I think are some of the most incredible discussions I've ever had. Barely break, breaks like 20 views.
1: Yeah, it's just, ugh. it's like you got to fight the yeah. algorithm itself to be seen.
0: Exactly, exactly. It's struggle. Do, do you remember, do you, uh, just out of curiosity, because I'm a little self-indulgent right now. Do you remember, sure. like, what was the first episode that kind of grabbed your attention? Or do you remember, like, when you first noticed the podcast?
1: uh let's see i think what grabbed my attention i think it's when you did a podcast with south art pause
0: uh south pause yes
1: yeah south pause because i really like her style and saw that she did a thumbnail for your podcast, and it's just like, Oh, this guy seems cool. I'll, I'll check him out. And yeah, I saw you're doing a bunch of podcasts with other artists and stuff. And it's just like, oh, Okay, this guy, this guy knows what's up. He, awesome. He's out here to support the little people. I like it.
0: Hell Can't... yeah. Hell yeah. I appreciate that. I sincerely, did. that was a fun episode as well, having South Balls or whatnot. She was just a, <laughs> her vibe was exactly what I anticipated, considering the art that she produces. So. <laughs>
1: yeah she seems like a, a wild bag and that's i would love to talk to her or something she seems so cool <laughs>
0: oh there you go there you go maybe yeah. maybe i can somehow make that happen someday we'll see we'll see
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely on her time <laughs>
0: there you go there you go do you i don't know how much you've listened to the podcast or whatnot but do you have a personal favorite episode is it the south Paul's episode or is it a different one
1: I like the Southpaws one. I like the one that you did with Left at London.
0: Yes. Wait, the first one or um, the, the more recent one? <laughs>
1: oh i didn't know you did too that, um, she was
0: i had her like episode three so like whenever you in fact when you watch like southpaw's i was like episode 60 something but yeah no I, she was like one of the first guests she was the first one that whenever i booked her for the podcast initially that was the one that I was like almost starstruck by because i listened to her music i loved her stuff i'm like holy crap i was able to get her what the fuck
1: <laughs> yeah it's like i saw her music and i love her music so much it just it vibes with me and just following her on twitter it's mm. just like she posts some really funny stuff and like yeah seeing that you managed to get her on your podcast i'm just like oh wow that's a pretty big a deal and it's like she was really funny i like she her. is.
0: she i again another one like fucking incredible vibe just to, to talk with more than anything else so so we got south Falls, left in london any other ones <laughs>
1: um i have to say i also like the one you did with asher yeah because yeah he, ha- he had a lot of good stuff to say about like making art and getting into art and stuff like that and supporting the artist community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: no absolutely that was again another one of those situations wherever i got him i'm like holy shit what the fuck and like <laughs> dude that dude like just fucking his uh, once again you know take a shy every time i say this his vibe yeah. fucking hell like that that is it, it was almost surreal to have just like a cool casual conversation like that you know
1: yeah it's definitely you gotta like match like the the chemistry with people that you meet mm-hmm. seeing like if they're good well not good at holding a conversation but just like you just gotta read off their energy yes in a weird sense no absolutely. Or like i guess like vibe check basically yeah <laughs>
0: uh i mean you're not wrong whenever you say vibe check but yeah. You know, at the same time you know everyone has a different vibe so it's hard for it's hard yeah, to sometimes gauge what that vibe is but i mean i th- I think mm-hmm. i've done a decent job gauging most people's vibes maybe yeah definitely <laughs> yeah but I, pre- I i sincerely do appreciate the the support you give the podcast i'm <laughs> i especially especially the asheroth thumbnail that was incredible i appreciate that that was that was a great piece that you did for that one i yeah
1: thank you honestly probably one of the very few times where i had to make a background because backgrounds are my weakness i see but i'm happy with how it came out
0: (laughs) i mean i i I seriously consider that like one of like top 10 maybe top five thumbnails i've had for the podcast and you see how long i've done the podcast so
1: Mm -hmm. definitely so thank you (laughs) no
0: problem i I mean i'm sure i'll be bumped whenever i see the one that you have for yourself whenever you get around to to showing that because i already can't wait especially with what you were like teasing or whatnot like ooh, i'm excited
1: (laughs) yeah i have like a very kind of dummy sketch right now of how i want it to look Mm -hmm. and i'll try to send you a more updated one and the one that's not just the base sketch but i kind of have a solid idea of how I want it to look okay. but I'll definitely send it to you once I get to it okay okay
0: I mean I'm already excited I mean especially even thinking about like the, the setting that you had described or whatnot, and then asking if you want Mr. Moneybags I'm like Mr. Moneybags in like a fantasy almost like you know Lord of the Rings style setting or what I'm intrigued on how you're going to develop <laughs> that
1: <laughs> yeah I was kind of tempted to have like my character and your character kind of dressed up as like Frodo and Sam <laughs> <laughs> like and <I'd- laughs> yes like there's like the the ring ray standing behind them and they're like the big art corporations like booming over us or something like that i thought it'd be pretty funny
0: oh my god i'm that (laughs) yes yes okay all right (laughs) that just makes me even more excited for what you got going on let's do this (laughs) okay jay before we really get going i must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast if i may Let's say you get to go to a dessert island on your own accord. It's just you alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe, get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. To help with whatever vibe you're trying to go with, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever mentality you want to go with when it comes to this island. Because you're, no, you're not stranded on this island. You, you got accommodations and everything, like however you want to enjoy it. Like This is just you getting the chance to sit back and breathe for once in your life. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be?
1: Oh my goodness. Um So, piece of art. I have to say and I would have to say I would bring Vincent Van Gogh's Starry Night with me Ooh. as far as a piece of art. Ooh. And yeah. I don't know what it is about that one piece specifically. Okay. But I guess because with Vincent van Gogh, he's probably one of the more, how do I describe it? I guess one of the more prominent artists that I kind of resonate with because he came from a place where he didn't think his art was very good. Mm -hmm. Like he was relying on his artwork to survive and he didn't really look towards it as something that as a talent, but just more so... A source of income and there were people around that time that told him, told him that his art sucked like his art was bad and he was also a man going through a lot of mental health issues like severe depression and despite that he kept churning out what he can because that was his only source of revenue and here we are a hundred so years later and his art is up in museums and stuff and mm-hmm. i I don't know. I just, I just kind of resonate with that piece because of that. Okay,
0: okay. I mean, one, to be fair, is one of, the, if not the most iconic art pieces of our generation, more than anything else, the fact that we, you know, see that instantly know, like, who it is and the story behind it more than anything else. Secondly, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned Van Gogh. Uh, recently, uh, someone on, uh, a VTuber that I follow, they go by Pinch Raccoon. Uh, they recently devoted, like, an entire stream just talking about Vincent Van Gogh, just like, you know, his life and his story more or less. And like hearing this, like what you talked about right there, it was essentially like they went in depth when it came to that conversation. And like, yeah, what Vincent more or less had to kind of like go through and like what he put himself through more than anything else like that. I I can see how seeing a piece like that, knowing how it's celebrated these days, but also kind of understanding more or less the struggle that he may have had at that time. And like how, more than anything else, time and perspectives change more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's always fascinating, especially considering his story. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But nevertheless, story night by Vincent van Gogh. That is your answer. You're locking that in. I am locking that in. <laughs> if nothing else, you holding on to "Sorry, Night with Vincent Van Gogh might get people wondering where it went, so they'll try to come and take you off the island because they want their piece back. <laughs> <laughs> like I
1: just stole the action piece from
0: a museum. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, I cannot think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. You can support the podcast on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash pmap, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at postmodartpod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. She is a character designer and concept artist with a strong love of science fiction, fantasy, and animals. Welcome to the podcast, Jay Fawn!
1: hello hello thank you thank you for having me on here well i feel so honored right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i i am both uh grateful and thankful that you said take time to be on here Why not? like we said in our little chit chat beforehand or whatnot, you have been someone that I've seen show loves and support for that podcast, And I am always someone that appreciates that love and support, and especially seeing the incredible art you're able to churn out. I knew I had to give that love and support back to you. So this is the opportunity. I feel like you more than deserve a spot right here. So there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> there
0: you go. But before I really discuss the art you are churning out these days, I want to go back just a little bit, if I may, and learn more or less the origin story of Jay. What got you interested in art in the first place?
1: Cool. So if I can dig into my brain as far as I can remember, um, I know I started drawing when I was in elementary school and mm. there's this piece of art that I think my mom still has to today of where I painted a picture of a lion in like a circus cage. Okay. And as far as what kind of got me into art, I just, I was a kid that got bored very easily. (laughs) So I would just, you know, I would just draw. Like, no matter what I had in front of me, I would just sketch something. And of course, I loved animals.
0: There you Um,
1: go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was watching shows like, um, well, movies like Land Before Time. Okay. Um. I was watching a lot of the classic Disney movies like Lion King, Tarzan. Um, Oliver and Company was one that I loved. There you go. That's a, that, that. That is a very uh, like, yeah.
0: I, I'm sure it's <laughs> it's a, especially with the internet, it's a lot more loved and appreciated these days. But that was a very like underrated movie if you consider like Disney's back catalog as a whole.
1: Yeah, and the most disappointing part I found. Um, i think dodgers song on that mm-hmm. movie on spotify and they don't have the original person that sang it it's a cover oh are you kidding me yeah and what? it's just like come on where is the original person for it like can, Kirk was for one that billy joel wasn't that the original
0: one that that sang it or whatnot or am i thinking someone else
1: I don't know. It may be Billy Joel. I
0: I think it was Billy Joel because like even then, like obviously like that song is iconic more than anything else when it comes to that movie. Like that is that song is the thing that a lot of people probably associate with that film more than anything else. Like, come on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And literally the message is, why should I worry? Why Mm. should I care? like that's something you should be carrying into 2023
0: right now amen to that <laughs> preach it preach it louder for the people in the back <laughs> yeah preach
1: it <laughs> definitely <laughs> fair fair enough so yeah
0: I, I i have to know like obviously when did it go from this like just general love for like art and animation and obviously the doodles that you did or whatnot to a passion and then potentially making it your career
1: so it kind of led from that and yeah it's like my parents noticed how much I love to draw and the fact that I seem to have a knack for it Mm -hmm. and they, yeah, they pretty much were just saying like, Oh, you should do this as a career. You should try going towards uh, Disney to try and become like a cartoonist or something. And I was like, okay, um, I guess I could try to do this as a career since I do love drawing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So as far as how I began to do it more towards like a passionate thing, it's just, really all I came down to was that I just kept drawing and to add into it, I would just, I would just search stuff up on the internet, like characters and stuff that I liked. And I know it's a bit of a controversy, like as far as tracing, right. but as long as you're not, as long as you're not claiming it as your own artwork, I believe tracing can help you develop your own style. And once you get the hang of what style you want, then you can kind of, build it up from there because i know that's kind of how i did it because i saw different artists because i think at this point i was on Debian art a lot okay yeah and from there there were just all these artists that i really liked and these styles that i just really admired and i basically would try to see if i could match that and kind of like frankenstein monster mixed different styles into what i like to draw into what i want my style to look like and it kind of got i would just get to a point where i liked the way it looked and like more summary of the story is like i just kept drawing i literally would get in trouble in class for drawing so much <laughs> mm-hmm. but <laughs> it's just like i just kept drawing that's really pretty much my backstory <laughs>
0: If it makes you feel any better when it comes to getting in trouble for drawing, more or less, I remember I would always like draw in my notebook because I'd be like bored with like class or whatnot, because I, I would always get like the answers on the test or whatnot to the point to where my dad had threatened to ground me if he saw one more drawing in my notebook. <laughs> yep.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, think, I think at one point I actually got put in detention for not paying attention in class. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was kind of a snobby school anyway. <laughs> so literally, if you're like a couple minutes late to class, you would get detention. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I was just always bored and I needed to do something or else I would go crazy. So I would just draw.
0: Yeah, but... <laughs> fair enough. Do, do you remember some of those artists that you took inspiration from to lead to the Frankenstein's
1: monster that is you? <laughs> um. Let's see. As far as when... I know James Baxter is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Like, James Baxter, Glenn Keane, he's the person that worked on Tarzan and a lot of other Disney movies. I think he also worked on Tangled a little bit. Um, let's see. What are some other big artists? Um, I can't recall, like, big artists, but honestly, just really just artists that i would see on DeviantArt and at times tumblr i wish i could remember more of their la- their names <laughs> but um i know today like people like galu game lady i don't know what her full name is but i love her style so much it's okay. just the perfect mix of like cartoonish and like both a serious style at the same time but it's like i kind of draw my inspiration from people that i just see online like i just draw my inspiration from them
0: fair enough fair enough i was also seeing at least when it comes to your what was it, your your portfolio page i guess it would probably be like you had you you specifically named dropped james baxter and shiyu kim
1: oh yes i can't believe i forgot them <laughs> shiyu kim, yes um yeah he was the first thing that worked on into the spider verse oh okay
0: and... okay i get that <laughs>
1: Yeah and it's just like it looked so nice and it was just amazing to see like how he incorporated so many different types of like I can't even like I can't even describe it like it just looks so nice and I love it.
0: I mean, like, you know, we I feel like, especially talking about, you know, you're talking about just, you know, Spider-Verse or whatnot, like, I feel like we only got a taste of it, considering what they've been teasing for, you know, across the Spider-Verse coming out later this
1: year. Yeah, I saw the trailer, and it's just, like, they're getting all the Spider and Yeah,
0: they're they're getting their money's worth with that one because everyone's going to be flocking to see that, especially especially the hardcore Spider Man fans. Let's be honest, but even then, like yeah. you know, seeing seeing the the gorgeous animation that they've stuck with more or less, like it, it's just Chef's kiss.
1: <laughs> yes, and it's like I wish more movies nowadays, especially animated ones, would realize stylized animated movies and shows get more attention because Mm -hmm. it's stylized it's it pulls you in and it's like it's just i could go on a whole like (laughs) summary page on why stylized animation and character design is such a big pull in for a lot of people especially people that are trying to get into art because it's cool to look at it pulls you in you're just like wow, this looks amazing. Like, what is this? Like, it's just, it's, it's awesome. People well, need to do more of that.
0: Well, let's indulge on that at least a little bit, especially when it comes to the part, one of the things that you more or less specialize in, and that is character design. When did it mm-hmm. for you, when did you, like, I assume, you know, once you realized that, you know, you're, you once you decided more or less that, like, you know, you love to draw more or less, you want to get more into that. When did it more or less for you click in your head, that character design was more or less the focus you wanted to emphasize on?
1: uh two words video games yeah okay Um, okay let's go
0: let's go down this (laughs) rabbit hole
1: (laughs) so one video game in particular that really really got me into character design was okami
0: okay oh yes
1: yeah and if anything is just peak not just character design but just game design because everything looks like it came out of a feudal japan painting it just it's beautiful and even till today it still looks like it's brand new like just the, the paint style the way the characters are animated the backgrounds the like just the mechanics of the game are even like painted on it's just it's it's a style again it's stylized and i did take a class to further learn how the like the character design pipeline in production works mm-hmm. and i know one big factor that i pull from it when they were talking about it was a way for a character design to be rememberable and iconic is a good character design is when you're able to tell who a character is based off of their silhouette
0: the silhouette test yes <laughs>
1: Yes, like if you're able to tell who a character is just based on the silhouette, that's good character design. Like, if Sonic was completely blanked out, you'd know that that's Sonic because mm-hmm. of the shape. And that's still true to this day.
0: Believe it or not, you're not the first person to bring up the silhouette test. The other person I can think of that actually brought the silhouette test was a wrestler more than anything else. Uh, a wrestler by the name of Edith <laughs> Surreal. Because that was something that she kept in mind whenever she was like, thinking of how to like present herself to like audiences more than anything else like you know the silhouette test is like a major thing like if you see a silhouette of john cena first off it'd be completely blank but secondly you would recognize it instantly as john cena i mean
1: Mm -hmm. definitely
0: so yeah i can only imagine so what was it about like more or less video game game design that made you kind of more or less realize that you wanted to be a part of that world and like help create potentially like the next iconic hero that person could be playing as
1: um i for that i mostly felt that through um a lot of nintendo games i played especially games like uh legend of zelda um okay. i know growing up i really just leaned more towards fantasy because fantasy just has more room for like just crazy out of this world like character designs
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it just for how Link and Zelda and a lot of the characters in the game are designed, it just, it kind of really pulled me in specifically with twilight princess. Yes. It just, it was like that good mixture of fantasy, but also kind of, kind of like dark fantasy. Cause it just, there was just this kind of ominous feeling when you looked at it, where it just like, it just, it had that kind of peak, like this is going to be a weird pull, but like okay. that peak, emo 2000s kid vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's what I felt when I, every time I looked at it. And it's just like, like I could hear my chemical romance or Evanescence is playing in the background when I looked at it, but
0: <laughs> thank God that they went with like the original, their own original score for that. Because you saying that now makes me want to see like the, the freaking wolf link, like running across the stage with, you know, wake me up.
1: Wake me up. <laughs> wake me up. <laughs> exactly I'm,
0: there has to be an AMV via that somewhere out there that, that, we cannot be the first to just imagine that
1: scenario there has to be there has to be <laughs> fair enough
0: so I I have to know, like, as, as someone that you know devotes themselves to character design and someone that definitely has a lot of characters that comes to their mind, and we will definitely divulge a lot more to that in a second. I have to know, like, what is more or less like the process for you when it comes to character design, if I may ask. Is it like just a random like? Is it very impulsive for you? Is, it, is there like a lot of planning behind it? Like, what is it like designing a character for you?
1: I'd say it's more of an impulse. Okay. Because sometimes I would, I guess sometimes I would just be looking at certain things. And as I think about it, I would just be like, I'll honestly make a good character. And sometimes I'll just sketch it out. And yeah, I'll go through like the process of elimination, like what looks good, like what I think would be like, you know, what matches the idea I had in my head. Mm Mm-hmm and when i finally get to a point where it's just like okay this is it then yes this is the character idea that i had but yeah it's more so just an impulse kind of thing
0: okay okay do you, do you remember some of the the first characters that were more or less like do you remember some of the first characters that at least had a very special place in your heart like some of the ones that you truly put a lot of time and effort thinking about their character design
1: definitely um I'll say, I'll go back to, like, my first ever alien design, which was, I named her Seer. Okay. And she was, yeah, my first alien design. And I was really, really, really into sci-fi at this time. Like, I think I was in high school at this point. And I just, I was just looking up different stuff on how people design their aliens. And one thing with aliens is, like, being a fan of shows where a lot of my aliens are shown being more, I guess lizard-like or just kind of like grotesque, I would always just be like, "Where are the fuzzy aliens?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a <laughs> valid it's, point.
1: Yeah, because it's just like it's just like, can an alien like not have fur? Can an alien <laughs> not be fuzzy? <laughs> and honestly, another good point would be like aliens from Lilo and Stitch because it's just like True. they kind of have that design where it's just like it's kind of like it's kind of like a teddy bear almost <laughs> like a weird bug eye teddy bear
0: <laughs> i mean to be fair like just even the the lilo and stitch the series like just seeing the mm-hmm. the different alien designs that they have for that one and the different abilities that they had no you were very valid with that assessment
1: <laughs> yeah definitely like i remember watching the series when i was little and just loving like each and every alien design they came up with and i would be like i wonder what i wonder what new one they're gonna come up with. i wonder what the next one's gonna look like and i honestly love the fact that there are these adorable little creatures but at the same time they could flood a whole island and yep. they're led near a single drop of water <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're it's just they're like, so cute and adorable
0: they could end this all in an instant but they're so adorable
1: yes it's just like oh this little Cute ball of fluff could literally destroy the entire human race, <laughs> and that's just so valid.
0: <laughs> I mean, especially today's society. Yeah, I don't blame you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why, but you brought up Elizabeth Stitch, and like the first, the one character design that always stuck with me i forget what exactly the number was but the i think they eventually called him like lucky at the end of the episode and it's the one that were like all he had to do was like light up his like eye, ears or whatnot and like whatever luck is there is like it, it happens or whatnot like good luck will have or bad luck or whatnot or it happened throughout like most of the episode and then they realized that like his horns or whatnot was essentially a horseshoe so they turned it up and all of a sudden good luck was happening <laughs>
1: oh my god which one was that one i'm trying to remember (laughs) i
0: can't remember the number but i I just look up like lilo and stitch lucky because i'm pretty sure they named them like lucky at the end of the episode more than anything else but that's the one that like stuck with my mind when it comes to especially what you were talking about so
1: yeah the one that stuck with me the most was cannonball because he was just this giant blob that looks so adorable but literally (laughs) if he was near any drop of water he could flood the whole island yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's just like this one is my favorite it's like i love this one and huh
0: how convenient that that is located on hawaii of all places
1: yeah an island completely surrounded by water <laughs>
0: it's like huh why don't we just you know I, I mean i know it i know they couldn't really decide where the aliens spawned or whatnot but you know something a little bit more ironic would have been like i don't know the desert you know sahara something like that but you know Again, this... In the middle
1: of Oklahoma in some <laughs> fields somewhere. Yeah. And... and even then, I'm sure
0: I'm sure you find a way to like get some like water extracted from the corn out there and like cause that to flood the cornfields.
1: <laughs> and no more corn for anybody. <laughs>
0: and no more <laughs> corn for anyone. The US economy will crumble thanks to cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: this is what society is wrought.
0: <laughs> so I I love how more or less like that was more or less like the spark more or less when it comes to just like the characters you developed more or less like especially like aliens especially fuzzy aliens or whatnot and i imagine uh what was her name sheer was that the first one that was a quote unquote fuzzy alien
1: yeah seer you. see you, like, <laughs> I... yeah you're good you're good um yeah it's just i wanted to make an alien that was fuzzy and i know as far as how i went about making her i i Wanted to combine the features of, I think it was, like, a deer, a cat, and a bird. Ooh, interesting combo. Yeah, and I just wanted to try to incorporate that into her design. And eventually, I got her to look the way I wanted her to look. And I even, like, kind of made myself a little cheat sheet on how to draw her face. Because I kind (laughs) of have it where her face almost looks like kind of, how can I describe it? It's like an egg shape and like there's like two sets of eyes that kind of go in a V shape down the front of the face and okay. the mouth is kind of in the form of a beak but there's three prongs in the front of it that protrude over the mouth like kind of like a bird's beak
0: okay 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 i i'm definitely going to need at least see a visualization of this character
1: but yeah definitely i have like a lot of artwork locked okay. away of her and some other stuff that i've made but I do want to bring her back along with some other designs I had mm-hmm. and ideas I had in mind. But she was, like, my first alien design that I'm honestly very proud of. Well, I was going to say, like, I, I, sorry, you're on. <laughs> <laughs> you're <gone. laughs> I know, it's Oh, no, definitely. It's okay. But, um, yeah, I even have, like, a whole document of, like, concepts of where this alien lives, what their planet looks like, okay. what their like society looks like, what animals they have, like a whole document on my computer of it. <laughs>
0: You say that like it's a bad thing. That's incredible to hear. The more or less how fleshed out you have like these characters and whatnot. I was I was gonna say like you're talking about potentially bringing her back. I know another character that you brought back a little bit ago, or at least you redrew or whatnot. Uh, Bellatrix. I saw that design that you did for for them, and I yeah. love that one. Oh my goodness! Like it has that. Was it like a District Nine kind of feel with that character design?
1: Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that is such a huge compliment. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say, like, what was the inspiration for Bellatrix, if I may ask? Was it District Nine?
1: <laughs> one of them. Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely District Nine. Um I have to say my biggest inspiration for like Bellatrix and as far as like robot stuff was iRobot, the oh, one with Will Smith yep, in it. Yep. Yeah. Cause it brought forward the idea of a robot having like gaining sentience and basically wanting to be its own person and mm. i just love that iconic scene with um sunny and will smith where will smith is just like can a robot make a symphony or paint a beautiful masterpiece and then sunny is just like can you can you <laughs> <laughs> just, i love that scene so they're like damn he got us he got <laughs> like, like yeah damn he got me good <laughs> but yeah it's just i love movies or shows that have like a robot character that is in a way slowly gaining its own sentience and mm-hmm. wants to know more about what it what it means to be alive, what it means to have emotions, and just kinda of slowly learning to just kind of be its own individual. Right. And there's of course the baddies out there that are just like, well, robots are only made to serve humans. Robots shouldn't be gaining their own sentience. And it's just like I mean he's i mean but we got this good little guy here that just wants to you know be his own person yeah so what's wrong with that
0: yeah like if nothing else i as much as like robots should be only served to, to 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 serve us they should be sent here to one out and then my back my i'm like it's a fucking show it's a fucking movie let's imagine a little bit let's have some fun for fuck's sake yeah <laughs>
1: have a little bit of fun with it like nothing wrong with that yeah exactly
0: it's it's one thing to try to convince that robots can do everyone's art it's another thing to to lose your dissociation for a second and think that a robot can have feelings like come on people
1: yeah like to think robots don't know what hugs are like isn't that sad
0: that is sad (laughs) I mean, I'm sure they know what hugs are, but they know like the definition of it. They don't know the feeling behind a hug, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just like they don't—they don't know what a hug feels like. And it's like, wouldn't it be nice if a robot could know what a hug is? I know
0: that—that's all we <laughs> need. That's all. That's that's all the robots need. They just need hugs. Let's let's hug. Yeah, your, they just hu- need hugs. Hug your local robot today.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go go to the McDonald's kiosk and give them a hug. <laughs> yes. <Please. laughs> Uh, <laughs> I I
0: I love how we've divulged a lot, especially with not just like the characters you you've uh, started to describe. and Trust me, we're definitely going to discuss a lot more when it comes to them. <laughs> but yeah, I love I I love more or less like the settings or more or less like the influence that you have behind them, especially like more or less the the fantasy sci fi setting more than anything else. What is it about those two particular fields, the science fiction and fantasy? What is it about those fields that like just creatively like drives you more than anything else?
1: <sighs> I just love just how insane you can get with it Mm -hmm. because there's just so much just ground medium that you could build a story from and make it something like even though it's been done before, there's so many different alternatives that you can add to it to make it its own original thing. And that is something that you could say about other mediums like crime, drama, or superheroes especially superhero is the most popular one as of today yep but just with sci-fi and fantasy it's just there's just so much stuff there that you can just already build off of and just create into your own little thing and that's just something that i really love about it
0: i mean it's a it's a good foundation more than anything else especially kind of the the possibilities that are there you know more or less like especially especially like you were talking about with like the alien designs with like sci-fi or whatnot that's a literal galaxy of possibilities that you could explore because we don't know what the fuck's out there (laughs) yeah exactly Mm -hmm. exactly is there like a particular setting that you're more or less fond of whether it is sci-fi or fantasy like a particular like i guess place whether it be from a film or something that you've even developed
1: um i'll say the biggest one and the most popular one is honestly star wars okay Uh, fair enough yeah and for star wars i just as far as why i like star wars i'm not a huge star Wars fan (laughs) but i just love how dirty and clunky everything is yes It's, it's it's just with a lot of newer sci-fi's. It's just they make everything clean and sleek. Like everything looks like an Apple phone, mm-hmm. and it's it's boring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> true. It's like true.
1: Yeah, I remember somebody saying where with sci-fi stuff they need to bring like all the big buttons and who what's his back. Like the big levers, the big buttons people would press, or yes. like little trinkets people would press, to like activate a machine or activate a door. It's just things like that it just kind of really set into not only sci-fi mm-hmm. but it also kind of kind of makes the lines meet between like present day technology and future technology like especially in a lot of the older movies that had their own predictions of what sci-fi would look like in the future it's like it still had that sense of vintage to it like yeah a very good example would be like the alien trilogy with a uh, sigourney weaver right like a lot of those movies just had that clunkiness to it had that gritty just vintage old like has seen better days look to it and i honestly love stuff that looks like that
0: absolutely i was gonna say like especially when it comes to that kind of stuff like think about the actual like Practicality when it comes to space in the first place, like you know, people people are always you know focusing on you know the the, the latest you know high tech like sleek looking stuff or whatnot. But like, there's a lot more practical stuff when it comes to actually like working on like the international space station and stuff. It, it reminds yeah. me, it reminds me of that classic metaphor of like you know freaking. You know, the the NASA or whatnot spent, like, thousands of dollars trying to incorporate, like, a pen that's supposed to work in space and matter, like, the gravity or whatnot. Meanwhile, the Russians just used a pencil. Like...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, we see in the long run how that turned out, but nevertheless, like that was more or less kind of the, the mentality, or what? I was like, yeah, people are trying to always for like looking for this like latest innovation, to make it look sleek and, and s- simple, or whatnot. When in reality, like you also got to think that, like especially in space, it's, you kind of need stuff to be simple, concerning you know all the the technicality that can't go into something like that.
1: Yeah, pretty much. It's just. It's like I feel like nowadays people are so focused on stuff looking like new and and it's like it's new. It's shiny. It's everybody cool is using it. All the big celebrities are using it. And Mm -hmm. it's just like it's literally the same thing. Just one feature changed.
0: Yep. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Thank you for basically describing every single iteration of the iPhone. Like, let's be honest.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I got I got like big beef with Apple. So
0: (laughs) I I don't blame you. I don't blame you. (laughs) I, I can imagine especially with these like settings or whatnot like I imagine it leads to like several like cool opportunities or at least like cool ways to like explore that I know one of the big ways that I've certainly seen you explore those possibilities is with Dungeons and Dragons D&D I mean certain fact that a lot of campaigns are centered around like the fa- fantasy or the sci-fi realm or whatnot what is it about like Dungeons and Dragons that like also gets like the gears going for you when it comes to like you know creativity more or less
1: um is really again just the endless possibilities of the characters that you could make Mm -hmm. um i definitely wish more people would and i know this from a bias standpoint because again i love animals so much Mm -hmm. but i wish people would explore the beast races more yes like the non-human races because i feel like there's just such a well of very unique and amazing character design possibilities there that I feel like more people should explore and honestly, like, be able to have fun with, like, if they delve more into that. Because I think I got into D&D, like, what year was it? I think 2018. Like, I was invited to a campaign that a friend was doing, and it was literally my first time playing D&D. And I was looking through like one of the a players handbooks at the different races and I had no clue there was a cat race in the end. <laughs> and I'm just like I mean of course I'm gonna pick the cat race <laughs> and like I'm trying to remember how my first campaign went I think I was literally the first one to go down <laughs> 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 but I had fun with it because it was just it was it was a very fun experience for me, and I just got more into D and D that way. Like I have like I think three dice bags now.
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> but
1: yeah, just the creativity of it, I love it. <laughs> I I
0: was it. I I know that like especially with D and D. I mean, again, it leaves a lot for the mind to like more or less just explore what's there. I, I have been wanting so badly to get into a new campaign. I've only been a part of one campaign, and we only did, like, a handful of sessions before I moved away. And it's it kind of hard to, to keep up with that kind of situation and whatnot. But I remember my mm-hmm. char- my character – I don't know what the exact race was called, but it was basically a bird person. Mainly because, like, the attitude that they have or whatnot, it was nice for me to just more or less just be – I'm not going to say stuck up, but just more or less, like, <laughs> a, a mildly over dramatic, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, what are the bird races? I think there's like Aarakocra and the Kenku. I think that's the two that's in there.
0: Mm. I don't exactly remember what exactly it was called, but all I know is that like, it was fun. It was fun. I've been wanting so badly to like, just get into a new, just get a new campaign period. Like whether it be just like an online thing, I want to do D&D. It's something that I've always been like amazed with is it's, you know, Fun on uh, a storytelling standpoint. Fun when it comes to like interactions or whatnot, what the possibilities there. And of course, like you can attest to someone that has three dice bags, the unpredictability that can happen due to luck and chance, more or less. Like it just leaves
1: it, it, it's mm. a
0: lot of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I can't believe I didn't mention it earlier. But what I also love about D and D is the community. Yeah. Like I have never seen a more like, friendly, opening, and welcoming, like, artistic community that I have in D&D. Like, I, the moment I was, like, drawing stuff relating to D&D, and the more I looked into it, there are so many people with so many different, unique ideas, and so many people that are just like, hey, we're starting our own campaign, like, let us know if you want to join. Like, just people that are just so open and friendly, and just, you know, just share art with other people. Like, just there's just a strong sense of community in the dnd space and that's why also why i love it so much
0: there you go there you go and i mean especially like not just the community aspect and like all the creativity that, that flows from there but again like you said before like it more or less like i don't know if you said it, but it, it leaves a lot for you to like really like divulge into some characters obviously you know really Definitely. develop some and that's the main thing that i want to talk with you about jay, jay I know you a lot for characters. I know you a lot for the and characters that you've developed. I see you dropping characters all the time. And I love each and every single one of them. Um Thank you. sticking with more or less like the D and D campaign just for a second, just kind of get a little bit of a transition or whatnot. Is there any characters from your campaigns or whatnot that you've more or less clung on to and expanded more on and just you know, just creatively done more art with?
1: Definitely. Um I gotta say one character that I did play in a friend's campaign that I just love so much that I just made them into my own OC was Wicker. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And she is my, um, my Fawn character. I chose the Seder race, but I think Fawn and Seder are the same. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just honestly in that campaign, I was just, I was just being a little stinker, honestly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's just, I just love, I just love being a little guy. I just love ha- having magic to just not, well, yeah, ruin people's day, but also just being able to just do my own little thing because magic, it's, having magic just makes you become so mischievous because you just want to find a way to ruin the DM's day. Because <laughs> that's basically what I did with this character.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> I remember I was trying, I had to like sneak into somewhere and I just approached the dude and cast charm person. <laughs> and I, they, they failed on their saving throw and I was able to get in. But what the DM told me is being like, you know, they'll know if you charm them once they get out of it. Right. I'm just like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hopefully when they get out of it, I'll be long gone from here.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, Wicker was definitely one that stuck with me because I just, I don't know. I just, I love cute little characters like that.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she was literally going to be one of the ones that I brought up because she just looks like a fun, fun a, a, a fun little mischievous little little, little one. You know, It's they, they, I just, I love that character's design. I love like how mischievous she just looks more or less. So yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. I think in one at one point I also had her eat a book. That was very important. <laughs> I,
0: you can't just gloss over that. I'm sorry. What?
1: we were in? We were in a magic library and the other players were doing important story stuff. And I decided to like have my character just go over to the corner and look at the books. And, you know, being a goat based character, I was just like, yeah, we're just going to start eating a book. <laughs> and the dm was just like hold up no you can't do that that is like an important magic book and i was just they were just like stop doing that and i had wicker say well it's a good book
0: <laughs> no just halfway through i don't know what you guys are complaining about this is magically delicious
1: yeah exactly it's magically delicious <laughs> but yeah i just i love being a little gremlin it's so fun in DD. <laughs>
0: I mean I certainly got that energy and vibe not just with wicker but also how you've been able to portray yourself. I mean obviously your icon is a, a little little pug right there and I I fucking love that design. It's it's incredible. What made you want to decide for that for your own character design if I may ask?
1: Um I just I just wanted to make a sona that was very puntable. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just it's like I wanted something where just it was easy to remember and it's just something that you just want to (laughs) squeeze if i ever had the funds to make it into a plush okay
0: okay see i was gonna say when it comes when it comes to puntable usually chihuahua is the go-to choice but pug is not a bad second option but squeezable pug's a very good option
1: (laughs) yeah it's the it's the bug eye thing
0: there you go but Uh, yeah
1: it's just Drawing yourself like a, as a little guy is just... It's therapeutic in a way.
0: There you go. I'm glad to hear that more than anything else. Like, especially, you know... <laughs> especially seeing the, the little guy that you've been able to, to portray yourself or whatnot. Jesus, I was trying to think, what was, what was the one that you did? You did the, the, the all snug pug or whatnot, just the pug wrapped up in a blanket or whatnot. I just thought that was adorable. And then you add, like, the meme edit to it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I just... <laughs> It's just that's all I feel when I look at this sona and I'm just like, yeah, this is this is gonna represent me because there's times I just want to punt myself into space. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh goodness! <laughs> Go, going back to the characters you've more or less developed, I'm just gonna run through like some of my list of some of the ones that I, I've written down or whatnot that we haven't talked about yet. And I just want you to describe sure. more or less like how you developed them, like what sparked them in the first place or whatnot. I'll start off with one of the more prominent ones I saw, that was Pym, P Y M.
1: Pym, yes. Um. So for Pym, like they hold a special place in my heart. Okay. Because. More or less, they're kinda halfway inspired off of my younger sister.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah, because she she is a wild child. Like <laughs> the stuff that she says is just so out of like astronomy just like <laughs> you would think that she's on crack with the stuff that she says.
0: I, I imagine it's one of those like she says something you're like, how did how are you able to even process that, let alone ex- have that leave your mouth like what exactly
1: (laughs) yes and the fact that she's just like a rabbit fan of just so many different things and just how much she just over or overtly expresses how much of a fan she is of the stuff that she indulges it's just it's almost character like and i wanted to just funnel all that into pimp because that's basically how pimp is
0: (laughs) I mean, it's a, it's a cool character design, especially the way that you design their, like, face or whatnot. Like, I, I fucking love that. Like, it almost looks like a, a skull kind of thing going on or whatnot.
1: hmm Yeah, it's... That's the... Basically, the the little cheat thing I made for myself to how to design the alien was just... It's like a skull plate, but just built a different way. Okay. And, yeah, there's times I would have to practice remembering how to do it because I would just go I would go for so long without drawing it that I forget. But honestly, a design that I'm very proud of.
0: There you go. And I imagine another one you're probably very proud of is uh was this this is like I guess it was like a hyena girl something like that Shiva or something along to that.
1: Shiva, my mm. baddie. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the null race is yeah in D anD D the null race is often used as you know an enemy. Okay. And I have a friend that loves hyenas like just like like kins with them almost like they just love hyenas so much and hyenas are in themselves are I think they're really cool and I have to remind myself that they are not dogs they are in (laughs) no way related to dogs
0: (laughs) true true
1: (laughs) but yeah but it's like I wanted to take that and make it into a character that was more so one that was can i say it i guess more humanoid Mm -hmm. and one that had more of a personal backstory to it because i know with shiva i'm having it where her son was taken away by soldiers and she was trying yeah and she was trying to find her son because she felt like she failed as a mother and wanted to find him and i think i made her a barbarian so she's just like, if you get in the way of me finding my son, I'm gonna tear you up. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to make one that was more humanoid and had more of a personal story.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. And speaking with the the, the badass animal based one, how about uh Talkie or Toki?
1: Toki, mm-hmm. yes. Um yeah, with her how did I start with her? Um I guess for Toki I I know I started with her. I know she started as a project that I had to do for class. Okay. Where I had to create a character based off of whatever medium I chose and I I chose fantasy. Fair enough. And I just yeah, and I think I took yeah, I took the first D&D character I made which was a tabaxi and I kind of developed her into a character that i was okay with for class and yeah afterwards i i like the design so much i decided to keep her as my own like original (laughs) character and stuff and i don't know i guess also in a way with her i (laughs) i think for her i also wanted it to be where i needed an excuse to draw cats more (laughs) fair fair enough so yeah, I developed her more and more and I just kind of fell in love with how she looked. And I kind of took anecdotes from characters that I've created in the past and designs that I just wasn't really happy with. I kind of pulled from that and added added it on her. And I really do like how she looks. I was going to update her her outfit a little more because she's she lives in the desert. Oh, okay. And yeah, and I wanted to try and make her outfit makes sense for being in a desert because that's one thing that I always try to do with my characters is like I want them to wear an outfit that makes sense
0: (laughs) I mean yeah I mean to be fair like I think the the last one I saw of her or whatnot I mean it's like what like a big old like flowing cape or like a poncho essentially along long lines that and like thinking about like that could work if they're trying to make their own sauna or something like that
1: yeah it's like I was I will always look up examples for clothing especially clothing like in different regions or different cultures Mm -hmm. and try to pull from the references that I would see and try to incorporate it to how their outfit looks and I know for being in the desert you're going to want to wear clothes that have a lot of airflow right right exactly Like since yeah since sand is always blowing in your face there's strong winds and you want to have clothes that allow a lot of airflow, you know, to cool you down under that hot sun.
0: Right, right. So, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you said sand, and I just can't help but think of a Star Wars reference. Just sand. I hate sand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's coarse and it's rough. That's <laughs> everywhere.
0: But anyways, you were saying that you were thinking more or less like, especially especially with the desert one. Obviously, with you know, a lot of airflow, you know, don't want to get sand and stuff. So. <laughs> hmm.
1: Yeah, and cats are very flexible, so you, True. I would want her to wear something to where she's able to maneuver like the cat that she is. Like, I know I had an idea for a piece where she's kind of standing on, I don't know if it would be like a, a pole or like a very like thin fence pole, but she's only standing on like the very tip of her toe while she's like trying to look for her next target. Mm-hmm. That would and make sense. Yeah, and that's one thing that as an animal lover, I love about cats is just how flexible and agile they are when they're not getting into something. That, yeah. But, <laughs> 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 yeah. And especially with Toki, I want to delve more into like the tiger stuff. Okay. Cause I know there's still a good chunk of tigers out there that are endangered and, and, I can't recall if it's in India, but tigers are regarded as sacred. That would make sense. I just wanted to... Yeah, I wanted to kind of delve more into, like, the whole tiger aspect with Toki. But, yeah, definitely... Yeah, one of my favorite characters that
0: I made that was something that I especially noticed as I was doing like my research more or less like I kind of knew this a little bit beforehand but like you were talking about you know especially you know as an animal lover you know especially loving cats or whatnot what is it about animals just in general that like again creatively just like drives you more or less like draw them more than you know bland old human designs
1: (laughs) I just think they're neat no (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) um Yeah, so with that, it's because I know when I was growing up, I originally wanted to be a veterinarian. Oh,
0: okay. So,
1: yeah, I did a lot of studying towards animals and stuff. And I think at some point I realized that being a veterinarian means I'm going to have to deal with animals being in pain. Yeah. And also having to deal with putting animals down, which I do not have the heart for that. Right, right. So I kind of diverged into art more and i kind of carried that whole animal knowledge i had with me and there are so many times where you have to hold me back from just dropping a random animal fact (laughs) because anytime someone brings up an animal especially dogs i just i would be like like nails deep in my thigh trying my hardest not to drop a random animal fact about dogs and it's just it's like i could go on and on about how much i love animals i can i can only imagine i can
0: only imagine well you know what? hey i'll tell you what you can unclench your nails for a second because just for the fun of it dropping a random animal fact i'm intrigued surprise me
1: the whole alpha thing with wolves is completely debunked. There is no such thing as alphas.
0: I was say, I've actually, <laughs> I, I've heard, I think I've heard that with like, what was it? Adam ruins everything. I think that was the one that I got like more or less that alpha mentality is more or less just like a concept, not an actual thing.
1: Yeah. Like the original person that studied wolves, they actually deeply regret saying that in giving it to the general populace and i think they even tried to reverse what they said but it was already too late because yeah that hierarchy does not exist at all in wolves and not dogs either yeah and what's another weird animal fact that i know um cats actually have very bad eyesight
0: really (laughs) okay this one i did not know well i didn't i didn't yeah words wow i did not realize that go on
1: (laughs) yeah it's because the way that their their pupils work, they go slit because they're trying to focus on it's like their field of vision narrows and they mm. focus on only what's in front of them. Like they can't only they can't really see something until they're right up on it. Okay. And the whiskers on their face kinda help sense vibrations in the air and surfaces that they're near or if like there's anybody nearby. Like they okay. act as an extra sensory system to sense like what's close to them.
0: You know what? That's something I did not realize. I will give you credit for that one. That's an interesting one. I, I see. See, so you're dropping all these random animal facts. I'm trying to think of one. the The only one that can come to mind, and this might not be the the best one to drop or whatnot. But did you know that the world's most expensive coffee technically came from bat crap?
1: Hmm. I honestly didn't know that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What it is, is the way that like this, this bet like digest stuff or whatnot, like the, for some reason, the way that they digest stuff, like, I guess like take certain nutrients or like add certain things to like the coffee beans or whatnot. So that, you know, after it's gone through their digestive tract or whatnot, it can be grounded and drink as coffee interesting. And obviously the reason why it's obviously the most expensive is because, you know, you have to get it from a very, specific bat, a very specific location, and it's not like you can exactly get that stuff on demand at Starbucks, so.
1: I'm curious to try this now. I need to find <laughs> out what the <my> coffee is.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not a coffee person in the first place, and I am not exactly indulging on Bat Crap pop- Coffee, so I, I think I'll pass on that opportunity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... I will drink three cups of coffee in one day. I am a huge <laughs> coffee person.
0: Well, to be fair, I'm an energy drink kind of person, but I only drink like one in the morning, and that's really about it. Because I know that like energy drinks are way worse when it comes to caffeine and such, like way worse than coffee could ever be.
1: Yeah, definitely. But it's like – it's it helps you get through the day. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> Yes. But let's go let's go back to characters before we really divulge yes. into more crap. <laughs> I you kind of teased it a little bit with Toki, but I have to know, is there like a particular favorite or like the, the one that's more or less like the 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 I <laughs> the most treasured child when it comes to your OCs?
1: Um definitely Renoir. Renoir, Renoir is my okay. most
0: treasured.
1: Yeah. And with Renoir, the reason why is cause like to get really deep into it. I really want there to be more black representation in a lot of fantasy. And I'm glad that nowadays there's more um, black creators that are coming more to light and giving mm-hmm. more of a chance to do that. But it's like, I can't help but feel like I can't fully relate to them because it's just like, we're all the black girls.
0: Right, right i was gonna say like especially when you think of like sci-fi and fantasy or whatnot like the only one that comes to my mind at least off the top of my head is the 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 lead for star trek lower decks that's like the the first one that comes to mind when it comes to black in media
1: yeah exactly it's like you rarely ever see black women as main characters really the most prominent ones that i can list today in today's media and i guess Yeah, it's in Marvel, but Riri Williams, who is Ironheart... Was Sarah making?
0: A, I would say they're making a movie for her or series soon for her. I mean, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaurs dropping soon, and that looks incredible.
1: Yeah, it looks awesome. I need to remember to watch that when it comes out. Yes. Yeah, because I saw the intro for that, and it looked it looked amazing.
0: I saw the intro for that. I saw the trailer. I saw the sneak peek where they somehow found a way to get Sweatpants by Childish Gambino in a kid show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like. <laughs> how did they get that in a kid's show?
0: I mean, obviously, you could hear, like, if you listen to the original song, you could hear where they censored the stuff, but even the fact that the the idea was introduced in the first place blows my mind.
1: Yeah, I can just, they would have to, yeah, I can already imagine them, like, having to censor out everything. (laughs) But, um, yeah, with Renoir, I just, I wanted, I guess, put a little bit I guess she's the character that most re- represents myself, in okay. a way. Because I want I just really want there to be more black women in not only sci-fi, but fantasy media. Because there's just, I mean, I already know that there's a lot of, like, black girls out there that wish that they could see more of themselves in media. Because it its it's connecting, in a way. Like, I know one short that like it full on like made me cry when I first saw it. It was I think it was just called hair.
0: Yeah. And or it was Hair literally... Love, I think it was I think it's called Hair Love, if I remember correctly. The one that won the uh, so. the Oscar for animated short film, correct?
1: I think so. I was like I think it was Hair Love. and God, my memory's like failing me right now. <laughs> but yeah, it was literally about a black dad like trying to take care of her of his daughter's hair and like the moment it it showed it's like this one screenshot where it showed like all the different like brushes and like stuff to use on like afro hair Mm -hmm. and the fact that I have those exact same brushes for my hair it's like (laughs) I don't know why but that one screen cap like set me into tears cause it's just like oh my god that's my hair (laughs) but it's like it's things like that. I want girls, especially black girls, to see that and be like, "Wow, that's me," up on the in this comic or on this show or in this movie. And it's just like I want people to be able to connect with that.
0: Right, right. I, I yeah. can only imagine. I mean, you said yourself, like, certain fact that what you've seen in the media, like, you want that not just for yourself, but like for the future generations as well to see that and have that instant relatability. Hmm definitely absolutely I was gonna say like especially the you know the character Renoir that we were talking about like I can only imagine how did that one even come to be in the first place like was that just you know how did you develop them
1: um, with Renoir I know as far as how I came up with the idea in the first place was that honestly original source material I just pulled mostly from Legend of Zelda
0: okay fair and
1: enough. a little bit honestly Legend of Zelda and Lord of the Rings okay because one thing that a lot of fantasy seems to leave out is elves of color specifically mm-hmm. black elves and it's just like I feel like that's an opportunity that I should honestly take advantage of where I should have a character that is not only an elf But an elf of color. Mm -hmm. And I will honestly see like a lot of these different cosplays or like people's own interpretations of Link, like being different minorities, being different cultures. Like I saw one where somebody based Link off of like his clothing and also Zelda's design off of, I think it was Filipino culture. Okay. And the design looked really, really cool. And it was just, I wish more creators would do stuff like this with fantasy. Like take fantasy and put it in like a different culture, like not just black culture or African culture, but just like Filipino, Japanese, uh, Mexican, uh, Portuguese, uh, just there's so many different cultures out there that I feel like people could really delve into with fantasy and also sci-fi that could really pull forward a lot of really interesting and cool ideas. And yeah, I really feel like that would just be really awesome to see. (laughs) I, I think it'd be
0: awesome to see as well. I, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> we've i will just straight to say it we've seen enough white guys saving the day let's let's give it to someone yes. else
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm just like if i had to see one more middle-aged white guy with a five o'clock shadow yep. be the main character for every series or movie i'm going to lose it
0: <laughs> <laughs> which Im- reminds me i need to announce that uh, i need to get this down to a five o'clock shadow i am be leading in a the brand new action series it's gonna be taking us 20 years f- now i'm joking uh- <laughs> <laughs> Can,
1: can I, was I... Gonna say congrats?
0: <laughs> can, can I tell you my personal favorite design that you've had of the characters that you've had or whatnot?
1: Sure.
0: It's It's a fairly newer one that you've done. And I think this one literally came to you in a dream or whatnot. But uh, Aurora Donovan or Ari or whatnot. I I saw that design <laughs> and I instantly fell in love with her. I <laughs> I, yes. I, <laughs> Thank I, I, you. I apologize for saying this, but I instantly saw that and I thought, Mother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, I know yes. I'm
0: completely out of her league, but come on.
1: <laughs> yes, I, that is like my dream goal to make people thirsty for my character. <laughs> <laughs> <But laughs> yeah, <well>, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's like I simultaneously had her in a dream and. I also it's like after I saw that it's just like I kind of made her in Sims just to like get my full idea on how I want her to look but yeah it's like for her it's like I want it there like i am be real there needs to be more butch lesbians in media (laughs) (laughs) because it's like I'm glad that there is more LGBT representation in media Mm -hmm. but a lot of it is just I feel like it's just only touching the surface right like it's just i feel and i guess it's because the people that are often showing these lgbt things are more so just allies and not people actually in the community right but it's like y'all need to get more crazy with this stuff (laughs) (laughs) it's just there's just so many opportunities and so many different ideas that people could put out there and that would capture so many people's attention and just really you know really change the game on some things but it's just I feel like it's just a lot of people are just scared to take that step especially when it comes to like representing people of color uh transgender people non-binary uh just people within the LGBT community that would really be an ultimate game changer and just really make things pop but it's like just gotta do it. Yeah. Like, just,
0: just, just do it. <laughs> Say it louder for the people in the back to hear. <laughs> I, actually, I, actually, in this case, I think it's for the people in the front because the people in the back are the ones that are trying to shout for the people in the front. <laughs> yeah,
1: the people in the back are trying to
0: shove towards the front. <laughs> uh, and again, what you you know, having that representation or whatnot. Again, I know I have no chance with her, but I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you thank you it's like i have half of a rough sheet done okay her. i might go back and polish it a little bit because i had some other ideas i wanted to do with her but mm-hmm. yeah i was putting her and PIM into my own little sci-fi story Ooh. that i was working on because yeah it's like i've been meaning to try and make my own sci-fi story okay and i wanted it to kind of be based off of like what if we use stars as an energy force and that energy Ooh. force was being quickly deplenished, <laughs> but okay. yeah, definitely for future ideas.
0: You've got, you've colored me intrigued more or less, like just hearing that, like
1: <laughs> I, I have to ask, like, you know,
0: thinking back to all these different characters that you've developed and all these different potential like scenarios, whether it be like through other people's like D campaigns or like through stories you may eventually want to tell. Does it ever more or less amaze you just the creativity you've been able to, to flow with just everything you've done in the art realm?
1: Is this the part where I brag?
0: Go for it! <laughs> I, I, I'll i let you. you. I'm not stopping you.
1: <laughs> um, There are times where I'm just like, wow, I drew that. And there's times where, yeah, I do pat myself on the back for it. And... There, that is something that I honestly struggle with for myself where I don't give myself enough credit for how far I've come with my art. The fact that I've literally been drawing since I was in pre-K mm-hmm. and making it up to now with the level of art that I have. It's like I have a hard time doing that because I don't want my, to get myself to a point where it's just like, oh, I'm better than everybody else because <laughs> it's like, I feel like it's very easy to fall into that pocket where it's just like i'm good and there's nobody else that's better than me right right but it's like at the same time it's like i spent years developing this talent and i'm at a point now where people will look at my stuff and they get inspired from it and that's something that i often forget where it's just like wow this person retweeted my art and said that it inspired them to work on their art and it's like wow I didn't think my art was that great (laughs) but it's like more so for me with art I feel like it's something that anybody can do right it's just it just takes you taking a piece of paper like a post-it note or just anything at your disposal and just just drawing whatever comes to your mind like is something that anybody can get into. Like, yeah, it is like a skill, but it's a skill that anybody can take the time to learn how to do. And I'm gonna say this out front it's okay to suck. Mm-hmm. It is okay to be bad at something that you do not know how to do the first time around. I feel like people don't give a lot of people that room to be good at something that they like think people are just automatically good at the moment they like are born into the world like to quote aaron hansen you don't come out the womb knowing mozart
0: thank (laughs) you (laughs) because if you weren't going to quote it i was um
1: (laughs) yeah exactly it's like it takes time and it takes practice you don't know how many people would see my artwork and being like oh i can't draw that good all i know how to draw is stick figures and it's just like well Barbara, you could also keep practicing to make those stick figures and you could make a really nice piece of art someday so maybe yeah. give yourself a little bit of credit.
0: yeah <laughs> I was gonna say literally what you're talking about I just bought I just bought I don't know if you can see it's backwards for the people that are seeing or whatnot but I bought this little thing right here that literally says making bad art is good for you like more than anything else.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. It's just like it's okay to suck. Yeah. Congratulations on your sucking. you suck so bad. congratulations. <laughs> but it's like you have to allow yourself to fail in order to learn how to be good
0: right right i imagine like especially for you like thinking back of just like your art journey as a whole like it has to more or less like amaze you more or less how far you've been able to develop even you know like especially thinking like where you start from the influence or whatnot like it has to amaze you just how far you've been able to develop
1: yeah it's like There's times I forget how old I am sometimes, and it's just like, wow, I've been drawing for more than 20 years.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like, dang. And I was, wait, I'm not 23, I'm 28. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said 23, but I've been drawing for nearly 28 years. (laughs) And it's just like, dang, that's crazy. (laughs)
0: I mean, twenty or twenty-eight. Either way, it's impressive to think that you've been drawing for that long.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's it slips my mind sometimes, but yeah, I have been drawing for a while, and it's like I can't get myself to stop.
0: <laughs> good, good. You shouldn't stop, especially with the incredible art you've been able to produce. I, I sincerely hope that you still are able to find that creative drive every day and still be able to do art. Because I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna gush about you here in a little bit. But I love the art you've been able to produce. I love seeing all these characters you've been able to produce and just hearing, especially you talking about it or whatnot like that. It's incredible to know that that's that that fountain is still gonna be producing some incredible stuff.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's like it's just it's so rare for me to hear from somebody where it's just like wow your art's really cool and i'm just like oh thank you um bye (laughs) it's it's like i'm not used to hearing that from just someone that's outside of my inner circle and it's like i i appreciate
0: it there you go there you go well for this one (laughs) i sorry if i may say yeah Trust me, again, like I said, in a little bit, I'm going to be gushing a lot more about you. But for this next question, if I may, let, let's take the the art you have been able to produce and the possibilities you have and take, an extra, take it to a different level, if I may, and give you more sure. or less the dream scenario. Let's say I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags. I come up to you and I'm like, look... Jay, we know you could produce some incredible stuff. We've seen what you've been able to make so far. And, you know, we, we think that there's definitely potential for a lot more. You just need that that extra push in the right direction, more or less. Mm-hmm. We have connections to anyone and everyone in whatever industry possible and more money than there should be possible. We could probably help so many people deal with so many, like medical issues and medical bills. And all we'll focus on that in a little bit. Right now, we're focusing on you and you alone. If given this opportunity, what would be the Dream J. Fawn
1: project? Dream project would be for me to honestly, I guess, produce my own show. There you go. And it's like an idea that I've had in my head for a while now and that I'm currently working on. Okay. But I am planning, I guess, to not spoil it too much, <laughs> but I am planning planning on working i am working on a project that i am going to try to shoot to launch sometime this february okay because i told myself this year that i would work on it and that i would begin producing more art of it because i this was honestly a dream idea i had since i was like I think I since I was like in middle school okay. like this just this was just an idea that I've had in my head for the longest time it just I just had to work up the confidence to actually put it together but I do have a project that I am working on that I do plan to launch sometime in February and that's I you can you can count on that <laughs>
0: You know I'm gonna be keeping a close eye on that, and whenever you do decide to launch it, you bet your ass I'm gonna be promoting on this podcast more than anything else to get people to jump on board. So, hell yeah! <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you're more you are more than welcome. But sadly, we gotta get down from the dream scenario. We gotta get back to reality, and I'll ask the ever so generic question: Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five to ten years from now?
1: Hmm. I know I have this one, this one future me scenario in my head that I hope to reach someday. Okay. But it would be me in my house or loft. I would be at my computer desk. Mm-hmm. Three three a.m. in the morning.
0: <laughs> oh boy, three a.m. In.
1: <laughs> in Whatever snuggie or blanket I have near me, my dog and my cat, and my little room full of plants, working on my next art update because people keep bothering me to post another one. (laughs) (laughs) And off to the corner, I have my little game set up because I do want to start streaming.
0: There you go. But
1: (laughs) I want to at least do this project first before I do anything else.
0: Okay okay you know what that's fair that's valid i mean i would at the end of the day like the fact that you know i i get more of an opportunity to see you be creative in one aspect for another that's all i can at least hope for at the end of the day so it certainly i certainly hope that you have the opportunity to be that comfortable more or less like because that's that's why i imagine you just want to be at the end of the day just comfortable with whatever setting you're in
1: yeah it's like comfort is like a huge deal for me because mm-hmm. it's like that's the only way i'm able to like really focused and just live through whatever hellscape this world is. (laughs) Amen to that.
0: Preach it. Preach (laughs) it. Yeah,
1: I know. (laughs) But yeah, it's just, I just want to live the life that I just dream being just happy with where I am, who I am and who I'm around. Like, that's just where I want to be at the end of the day.
0: That's a, wonderful thing to aspire for more than anything else Mm
1: -hmm.
0: as we start to wind down the podcast i just have one last question i want to ask you jay obviously you've been deeply entrenched in art for as long as you can remember like i said you know back in grade school just drawing and stuff Mm -hmm. how important is art not just for you but for the world as a whole
1: art is art is i guess human Like, it's just something that, like, each individual has their own interpretation of what art is. Like, it's just something that it's, like, it's something from you. Like, you as an individual makes, and it doesn't matter what quality it is, it's something that you yourself made and is that's what i feel like that's why art is so important because it's just it doesn't matter how good it has to be or what it even is is something that you solely as an individual a soul a person a a literal person on this mortal plane has brought into existence with your own hands and it's something that you yourself should be proud of because that's just something it's just something that makes us human. It's just something that we by nature are designed to do. Like is is like it's just something that comes from our brains and just goes on to whatever parchment is in front of us. And some people decide to turn that into a career. Some people decide to keep that as a um like a hobby. Some people think of doing that to show it to somebody that they really care about because they think that it would be better for somebody else like it helps it helps people connect in a way like communities and stuff like it's just just art is human like it's what we are it's what that is something it's one of our most important parts of us and that's something that we need to cherish more my opinion
0: absolutely that is wonderfully worded if i do say so myself Um, Thank you. Jay, that's all the questions I have for you. I've showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but you know what? I'm going to shower (laughs) you a little bit more because it's my podcast. I do whatever the fuck I want. Um, (laughs) Look, Jay, Jay, ever since I first noticed you showing just like, you know, the little love and support here and there when it comes to the podcast, liking and sharing, you know, the the tweets or whatnot, and seeing the support you have with the podcast, like, I I appreciated you right off the bat more than anything else. You'll know how much that meant the world to me to have you know, to have you doing that and the other chance to like, you know, get to see your art in the sea, the art you've been able to produce. Like I instantly fell in love with your designs, with your OC. I absolutely could not get enough of it. Like your style is something that I cannot get enough of, you know, getting to see what you've been able to produce more of what you've been able to to develop and seeing the characters that, me a lot to you more than anything else really get to put that out there and put it on full display like i sincerely hope that people truly if they haven't already truly get the opportunity to sit down and go through your stuff and see the incredible art you've been able to produce because you i think you have some of the best art out there just period like i love the art you've been able to produce and more people should recognize that and really get to see that more than anything else getting the chance to sit down with you today, get to really get to know you get the chance to really get to talk to you. Like, especially with all the, the ways you've been able to help me out in one way or another, whether it be just sharing the videos or doing that Asher thumbnail, like that meant the world to me to have you do that. You were literally, I think like the second person I asked to like, after the first person like could, because they were busy, like you were the second person I thought of with that thumbnail, like getting the chance to like, sit down get to talk get to really get to know you get to know how much this stuff really means to you more than anything else like jay i don't know if, if I've, i can emphasize this enough but i truly do appreciate you as an artist and as a person And i sincerely hope that you get the opportunity to really grow and expand it for other people to see that art and truly love and appreciate it like i do so the long and short of it more or less is jay thank you for what you do thank you for putting yourself out there thank you for producing incredible stuff and keep it up because more people need to see it
1: Thank you. I, I really need to hear that. <laughs>
0: I will say it a million times over. I'm literally a message away. I will be your motivational speaker for now on if you need it. Like, I will let you know straight up, you're doing incredible stuff. Keep up the awesome work.
1: <laughs> I'm just going to be over in my corner and just saw me being like, people like my work. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and
0: I'll just, I'll just walk over there. I'll just, I'll just pet your head and like, yes, they do. They really do. <laughs> it's
1: like they love me. They really love me. <laughs> you love me. You really love me. Well, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Like, seriously, thank you. <laughs>
0: no problem. No problem. Now, if more people want to be able to showcase that love to you but don't know where exactly to go to find it, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home
1: sure you with your eyeballs check me out at screaming jayphon i post on twitter tumblr instagram i do have a tiktok there's currently not anything on it because i haven't figured out how to use the website yet Fair. but i will try to post in the future but yeah check me out screaming jayphon twitter tumblr instagram
0: there you go there you go and hey you know hey uh, correct me if i'm wrong you're still av- are you av- you're available for work right or are you going to be your...
1: Yes, I am. I am going to post a commission's post soon with updated prices and examples. Uh, keep a lookout and I'll post it very soon.
0: Absolutely. Definitely commissioner people. It's worth every single penny. I promise you that you, if you, <laughs> you can, you can tell it from the artwork that she has done as I've, showcase throughout the entire episodes if you're okay with me showcasing as long as I make sure to credit you but also with like also with this thumbnail the previous thumbnail that I mentioned before it's worth every single penny people trust me (laughs) (laughs) thank you you're welcome do you have any final words before we sign off
1: um all I can say is uh I really do appreciate you and people like you that are trying to let people know that there's that People like us are out there trying our best to really break the folds and post stuff that we love. And I say keep going at it, and you're doing a good job so far.
0: Well, I, you know what? The sentiments could be the same to you as well. Keep posting that incredible stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be breaking that mold at some point because people need to absolutely see it. They really, really do.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: You're most certainly welcome. And with that, all I have left to say is for the people at home, hasta luego me amigos.
1: hasta manano <laughs> Thank you so
0: much for sticking around to the end. If this is your first time listening, I greatly do appreciate you sticking around to this point. Like I said in the intro, Jay is someone that I have been, uh, I've seen them show some love and support for this podcast. And, you know, especially after seeing their art. Oh, I knew it was only a matter of time. Cause like, the, uh, you, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, and hey, if you're look, even look at the thumbnail for either version or whatnot, like, their art is good. Their art is incredible. Like, yeah, you know, it, it just amazes me more than anything else. Like just how talented some of the people I'm able to get on this podcast. You know, there, there truly are some incredible people I got to talk to. And Jay is certainly no exception to that rule. Uh, Jay, for listening up to this point, uh, thank you once again for giving me just a little bit of your time. Uh, and thank you as always for that love and support. You know, I, I always love and appreciate the people that are willing to be by my side and supporting me, whether it's someone that I talk to directly or someone that I just see throw a like on a tweet here and there. You guys don't understand how much it means the world to me that this little venture is actually reaching an audience, that there are people that are eager to listen to every single episode, listen to the newest episode. Get to know about some of these artists, you know. Get to get to spend you know an hour and a half or so with me. It truly does mean the world to me, and I cannot thank you guys enough. I I know I say it a lot. If you listen to the podcast several weeks or whatnot, I say it a lot, but I don't think you guys can. I don't know if you guys understand just how much I truly appreciate you all. You guys really do mean the world to me. Whenever you guys talk to me about you know. Hey, it's cool that you're able to get this guest, or hey, you know, I've been enjoying this episode, or what, or hey, this person I love, how'd you, how were you able to get them on the podcast? Like that brightens up my day every single time, because it lets me know that you know, at the end of the day, while this is for me, it's always good to know that I'm not the only one truly enjoying it, and I, I'm forever grateful. And blessed to know that there is a there's a good community here. There's a wonderful community here. Um, and I sincerely hope that with every subsequent, subsequent week, with every new artist, whether it's someone you guys know and absolutely love, or someone you may have never heard of before, I want you guys to keep showing that love and support. If not for me, for the guests as well you got to understand these guys are the ones that are the reason why the podcast is here in the first place. They're the ones that are doing the incredible stuff. I'm just taking like an hour or so of their time just to talk to them and let them know, hey, you're doing great. So if you haven't already with some of these guests or whatnot, show them some love. Go follow them on the platforms. You know? If they have a Patreon, support them or a Kofi or a coffee or you know however you can support these artists and what they do, please do it. If if it means the world to me, just simply talking to the artist, I can only imagine how much it means the world to them. If you take a little bit of time and you know let them know that like hey, you know this 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 character you created, I absolutely love them. This. This song that you produce. I cannot stop listening to it. This video game you helped develop. I, it's one of my new favorite ones to play. I know how much this stuff means to me. But I want to make sure that the artists. That I bring on. Get that same love and support from you guys. As well. So make sure that. You continue to show love and support for this podcast, but you're able to give that love and support tenfold to every single artist that I brought on this podcast. That's all I'm asking for you guys. Thank you for the continued love and support. And uh, I'll see you guys next week.